1: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot
2: So this is weird. The other night, I told you about this. I'm not yeah. going to say who, but I thought of this woman that I hadn't seen in a really long time. Right. And I went to her Facebook account and noticed she hadn't posted since like mid-February. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Thought of her again, checked. Still hadn't posted. I'm like, what is going on with this woman? So the other night, I get violently ill, like mm-hmm. beyond ill that I've ever been. I'm like, oh my God, like something's like really wrong. I'm in so much pain, like I'm so sick. And then the next morning I wake up and I find that that woman, cause like after I got sick, three in the morning, check her Facebook again, I find out that she passed away. That, that like that day. Crazy. And that really blew my mind. Cause why would I randomly start thinking about this woman? Yep. Haven't thought about her in two years.
0: Welcome. Welcome to the haunted estate.
2: Guys, guys, Adam, tell them the big news. Tell them the big news. They probably they can see know. the
3: big news. Oh, if you're on audio, you can't see the big news.
2: But if you're on YouTube, then you are seeing you're checking the big it. news. Uh, full scene, full scene. Do you see the full scene? Um, this is our new studio. I know this is so exciting. We are literally oh, yeah. in our own seance parlor. Um, the studio is pretty awesome. Over here, what you're seeing now is the podcast, which I don't know if this looks familiar to you, this giant creepy mantle but this is actually from the set of
3: Lock and Key
2: Lock and Key on Netflix we
3: did not hunt it down because of (laughs) that we randomly stumbled across it stumbled across it at an antique mall and
2: then we were like um I saw it and I'm like oh that's it that's it we're gonna feature the whole room around this mantle and I think that we put it together pretty well and I know everyone's gonna go crazy over the fact that there's just Ouija boards
3: yeah be careful where you touch make sure we hit like (laughs) slap the goodbyes at the end
2: slap the goodbyes just be like bye bye bye." little tap tap
3: (laughs) Just, Knock on some wood.
2: Just in case. Just yep. in case. <laughs> no, I find it, Um, I find like old seance rooms and, and kind of histories about seances really cool. So I was like, why not just create like a front room, the showing room, um, which I found actually, who actually helped build this studio was um, someone who is he's younger than me, but I know his dad. Okay. His dad is actually a funeral director, owns the funeral home in town. And he taught me a lot of cool stuff. So the reason why we have, like, that showing room, it's called, like, the showing room in the front of the house, right. was because back in the day, that's where you'd lay out your dead. So the showings, like, the showings right. of the thing. So um, I thought, why not put together our own showing room? Why not just, you know, have our own seance parlor? Wait, you bring
3: damn people in here?
2: No, but it looks like you could. Okay. Like, imagine, like, on this table, just, like, someone... That got weirder than I thought it would get.
3: Yeah, this isn't that type of table. They'd still probably have their own chair or casket or something. It would
2: have to be like a dead baby or something.
3: Yeah, that's not. No, we're good. Oh. (laughs) We got enough of those. What it is.
2: But yeah, I wanted I wanted this room to be warm. I wanted it to be maximalist. I wanted it to be flavorful and spicy and dark. And like, look at this this hue. Like we are in we are in a haunted mansion right now.
3: Yeah, literally.
2: I feel like this set has evolved so many times. This
3: even has some green on it, like the Haunted Mansion.
2: Yep. You know what's cool? If you think about like the Haunted Estate in the beginning, it started with me sitting in my closet. Yeah. Yeah. Then it so you was thought that was
3: Audio superiority I really
2: thought it did I was like These clothes won't bounce Any audio Like it's
3: gonna be mint <laughs> I mean it worked It was just probably Really awkward
2: Yeah And then And then what was next Like I had to sitting on a bed For a while Yeah We had the neon lights The trailer Did we, we bought a oh, trailer Oh the mistake
3: of a trailer <laughs>
2: I spent like $11,000 on a trailer That I sold for four
3: Yeah well And it I'm sorry I wasn't home so
2: No I anytime I tend Adam not to leaves, tell you
3: Like not to do things So I just let you do them Even if they're not gonna end well
2: well the issue is is like you go away and like my adhd boredom gets in and then <laughs> this is, this i'm so is the thing. bored
3: i'm gonna buy a trailer and turn it into a studio no, this is the thing though this is the thing oh your boredom is hilarious
2: <laughs> it's not even boredom it's like i get an idea and the way that i am with ideas is i must imme- immediately follow through on my idea yeah. Be that by a fucking hearse when you left one time. Yeah. Be that by a trailer I mean, We when talked you left about one time. that
3: one, but still I was gone. Yeah, yes. but you're
2: gone. Every <laughs> time you're gone, I do something that I shouldn't do.
3: Yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah,
2: I got a casket the other day. Mm-hmm. I've been doing some weird things. Honestly
3: weird shits right up your alley though. I mean yeah. if you weren't doing weird things, I'd be checking on you. And asking if everything's okay.
2: I feel like I'm dealing with a little bit of anxiety. Yeah. Like I didn't even I went out to Like Friday hungry night. or
3: want to hang yourself?
2: No, like hangover, hang- anxiety, Oh, hangover,
3: hangover anxiety, anxiety so that is okay. Yeah.
2: I don't drink very often, but I did. I went out with Taylor for St. Patty's day and we were awoken in quite a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a guy beside us in the room and he was slamming on the door. Did I tell oh, you about no? this?
3: I think you like bits and pieces. Yeah.
2: He was like swearing and screaming and like there I am braless in a giant t-shirt and I'm like I'm just going to rip open this door and then I hear someone else yelling and it's the guy across from that guy and he's like dropping all these like racial slurs oh, and God. like things that he shouldn't be saying. And my whole thing is I'm like, now I'm out in the hallway, but they can't see me. They're yelling from like these two doorways. Right. And I just want to be like. They're like
3: in their doors and you're just peeking.
2: Yeah. And like Preston and Taylor in there. So I was like, I'm just gonna be like, you're scaring my kids. <laughs> but then I saw like Basically. he was making no sense. And the other guy was covered in tattoos. And in that moment, I knew that I was on the top floor, which get this. Okay. We go to this hotel. They're like you're on the 14th floor. We get on the elevator. It goes 11, 12, 14. So we're actually, on the
3: 13th floor. We're on
2: the 13th floor. Yeah, we walk down. we figure that out. Then we walk down the aisle way and guess what? Just the light up front of our door is flashing and flickering. Can I tell him what happened in the elevator or no? Yeah, sir. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor and I went out for a bit. Like we hadn't really drank anything at all and <laughs> he's already laughing. He's like pretending to throw up in his mouth or so. I think he's pretending to throw up in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> He fully threw up in his mouth and he held it in. Oh, and he walked. Man. He didn't even run. He walked all the way in, got to the bathroom, and then I've never seen someone throw up that amount of throw up in my life. And then just get up and be like, I'm good, guys. Let's you go. You're
3: such a kind soul. I would have that would have been all over the elevator floor for
2: yeah,
3: me. A guy came in. Oh, that's yeah, Jesus then it gets sketchy. Yeah. What do you do in that what's worse in that situation? On the floor, in your mouth, or swallowing it?
2: I couldn't swallow because it
3: just kept coming. Oh, out. you were like still in throw-up mode. Yeah. There was, was no, or you just keep doing it. Yeah, yeah okay. It out okay, so that like, option wasn't. there. I thought
2: it was fake until I saw it come out a little bit.
3: Oh, a little oh, dribble down his, down his chin.
2: I was so grossed out, dude.
3: Oh <laughs> man.
2: No, but St. Paddy's Day in London's no joke. I remember when I was in college. That was the year that Project X, the movie, came out. Oh
3: man. <laughs> Let's release a movie that shows people exactly what to do when you party hard.
2: Yeah. We destroyed London. I just remember standing. I I, remember
3: hearing about that. The couch was on fire and stuff like that. That was
2: like, that was normal. Every, every year on St. Patty's day, it's crazy. But I was standing and I was like sitting on this like fire hydrant. And I just remember these kids going into this house. Like it was just like a normal person's house, not even college. And they just bust in the door and they grab a couch. And when they bring the couch up, there was an old lady still sitting on the couch and they like What? Put, mm, she was went, just chilling. She just was walking. She went into it? this person's house and they picked up this lady and she came up. And she's like, No, give me my couch. No way. And they got and she got up off the couch and she ran inside to call 911 and they lit up fire.
3: Good God.
2: I watched cars. I remember the See, police like, the police pulled up and everybody just started crawling on the police cars. Like they couldn't do anything. Yeah. There's too many. There's people. a
3: couple type there's two types of people, maybe a couple more, but the main types of people in that situation are the ones. Partying and watching everybody do all the crazy shit, yeah. and then the smaller group of people doing all the crazy shit. Well, like my so thing I'm was lucky like I wasn't going to school at that time. I would have been in the people doing crazy shit group yeah, and got kicked out of school. Yeah, you would have. Yeah, because yeah. those kids all got expelled from Fanshawe.
2: I know a lot of because anyone they could get on video. So oh, for shit. me, like I knew there was no kind of help to like be like no stop. Like there was no telling people. So, yeah, I sat on top of a fire hydrant so you could, like, like that little hook, you know, that little square on top? Yeah. I planted that red on my asshole so I could spin around. What?
3: It's a square.
2: It didn't go in my asshole. So I was just, like, in between the cheeks. So I could, and I was so drunk. So I could just spin around.
3: That's no, you can't just spin around. That's no, you can't. It goes
2: in the cheeks. Oh, it was red. It was red. But I sat on top. You. No. You what, didn't, it, didn't did you like, unscrew questions?
3: it and water <laughs> didn't start coming out?
2: No, I didn't unscrew it. <laughs> I don't have the gorilla grip on my asshole, okay. but I sat on the top of this fire hydrant with my asshole, and I just spun around all night looking at all the things going on. That's. And then, then my one roommate, she stole like thirteen purses.
3: Oh well, that was a great way to up then, your then karma. I met,
2: then then you and I were together, and I left that life behind. Yeah. Because I just I wasn't a partier.
3: You were. Um, we were together during that party. You were at school.
2: Yeah, we, we were. were talking. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Why you? I come? think, or was that the year before? Did you go to school for one year?
2: No, you. Were, we were together at this point. Yeah. Gotcha. But I just wasn't home yet, and I was like, Yeah, you were in school. Done. We were
3: talking. Yeah. Uh, I
2: think I came home on the Friday, and then I went for the party on Saturday or something. Bro. I remember
3: you calling me a couple video, calling me a couple times. I don't even think we had FaceTime yet then. No. Might've been webcams or something. Yeah, probably.
2: <laughs> this is way back on the
3: and, um, computers. MSN. I remember you were like so drunk a couple times you called me. It was hilarious. What was I doing? Fucking hilarious. Just being drunk.
2: Just <laughs> being drunk. You
3: know, saying silly shit.
2: Man, I loved living in college. It was my first taste of freedom and shit. Did I ever take advantage of it? Yeah. I loved it. Except my whole thing was we got meal cards. So the only way that you could live in res is if your parents bought you a $2,500 meal card. Okay. And this was supposed to like last you throughout. <laughs> okay. I started, <laughs> you know where this is going. <laughs> you know where this is fucking going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It started in January. That's when my mm-hmm. course started. Mm-hmm. By the end of February, I ate my whole meal card. $2,500 in a
3: month? Yeah, man. Well, you were sharing it and shit probably, no, I wasn't, right? Oh, No, fuck. I didn't let
2: anybody know I had a meal but card. But you
3: don't eat your whole meal dishes either. Selena's the type of person. Um, No,
2: Adam, I smoked a lot
3: of weed. Oh, yeah. But Selena's the type of person that will order four things because she wants to taste them all. But like she won't eat them all. No, So like it's like a lot of money, but she's eating the normal No, so my issue
2: was the fact that like I would wake up and I would smoke a bunch of um,
3: marijuana
2: and then I would go and I would get the club sandwich and the chicken strips. But then I'd be like, oh, I should get like these 12 different kinds of drinks for later. <laughs> I sound burping just thinking about it.
3: <laughs> all, the so all the different pops and all the different yeah. juices and stuff.
2: They had selection.
3: And then when you drink too, when you're that age, you like
2: want more food. Buying
3: weird things to drink. And oh my god, there's this pizza eat. place
2: across the street from did the rest. Like,
3: trade food.
2: No, but I did show so you a, a guy my weed? boobs so he would buy me cigarettes. <laughs> right outside, it was like this greasy thing, and I'm like, hey, like we were waiting out front, me and my roommate. Cause we had one roommate who was 19 who would buy them for us, but yeah. we would just stand out front there. Like in the very beginning, like I had like four weeks that I was there till it was my birthday. And I remember just being out front and asking any grown up one in like, will you buy a cigarette? Will you buy a cigarette? And this one guy, he's like, if you flash me, I will. So I <laughs> flashed him really fast and he was like, Whoa, didn't expect that. Still not going to buy you smokes.
3: Oh no, you got fucked over. <sighs> oh man. I hope yeah. he dies. That's yeah. rude.
2: Dying. That's a subject. I've been convinced that I'm dying lately. Yeah, yeah. I went to um, a medical place, which was actually really interesting. So I want to like take charge of my health because something's just like not right in my body. And the whole time they're just like, your pulse is too high. Your blood pressure is too high. I don't think we can do the stress test, which I, I ended, up, ended up coming down so we could do that. But like on Friday, because we all know I have like heart issues. I was finally, like, I need to go see someone who's like really knows what's going on. And on Friday... Next podcast, we'll find out if I'm dying. Yeah. While well, everybody's but,
3: dying, just hopefully you're yeah. not speeding up the process. Well,
2: I'm also just like done with a lot of anxiety because my dog, you guys, I'm Molly. not going to cry. Molly, Molly's here. Doing? Mo Chicken. Come here, Molly. Hi, baby girl.
3: Her tongue's out because she's missing some teeth.
2: Yeah. So Molly's going to be 11 this year and she is my soul baby. We lo- we lost Jax at 11 and Max at 12. Or he was almost 12? Almost
3: 12. Yeah. Max was 12, I think.
2: Um, and Molly, for the first time in her life, is like showing a bit of like slowing down. And as of these last two days, she's like been in a bit of pain. It seems like and kind of spaced out. So I'm freaking Selena the fuck out.
3: Is freaking out. Yeah. Got a hold of the vet. Got an appointment for like a full on physical. Yeah. But I think you might bring her in sooner. Well, she's going next week for her heartworm. Is that soon enough?
2: Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on her. Okay. But I just need her to be everywhere that I, I think am. It's at next week, all next, moments. Next Thursday. It's just last night. Like, I feel, I don't know. I feel like your dogs, they can't talk, but they have a way of telling you what's up. Yeah. And I feel like that's like a spiritual thing. But like last night, she was on me. She was staring at me in my soul. She's, she was being more kissy than anything. I want to hold yeah. her right now.
3: She's super, super tired, a little lethargic.
2: Which is destroying me. I know.
3: I know. She's getting old.
2: No, because that means she's going to, here's the thing. She's going to be taxidermied, so it's not like she'll ever be gone, You're doing gone. You're
3: that still? Yeah. are still on that topic? Because
2: she's my soulmate. and I like need having to a her.
3: debate whether you should taxidermy your dog or not.
2: Because here's the thing. Let's look at our options. We can bury her in the ground. Yeah. What if we move?
3: Then, yeah, we move. And that, that is an issue for sure. You could yeah. get, you could do like a pet cemetery. Then she's alone. Yeah.
2: And then we have Max and Jax who we cremated and they live in rocks.
3: Yeah, well, we can get him something better than a but rock. But I don't like we him in there. We can get him some urns.
2: I don't, I'm i sad I did that. I wish I tax, I wish I could see them every day yeah, still. I know. So for Molly. I mean, if
3: we did that our whole life, we would have a lot of taxidermy dogs.
2: But like <laughs> fucking mint, <laughs> you down? bro.
3: You down with that? Yeah. I don't know if I am. We'll figure it out.
2: Like, can you imagine if we still had, like if Jax was just sitting I'm right here? I'm
3: not going to stop you. I, I,
2: How would you feel if like Jax was sitting right here?
3: I mean, I, it would get normalized for me eventually. It would yeah. be fucking weird at first, though. Yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah, it'd be super weird. Like, I'm, I don't, like, her eyes better be closed yeah, and, like, closed. laying down or something This is like my that. plan. This is
2: my plan for, like, there's, see, like, this certain thing. There's ways
3: to do this, See, right? like, this wood. What yeah. I'm going to
2: have is i going to have, like, a wood thing, and it'll be her sleeping, and then we'll have, like, flora and fauna, like, a beautiful thing, and she'll be under a dome. Okay. And just every morning I open up the dome and I just give her a little kiss.
3: I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you from doing it, but, like, cry, I don't know I if I'd want to see her every day. After she's gone and be reminded every day, I'm gonna remember her anyways. But like, I don't know. Sometimes I want to forget, and then when I do think of it, it's like special. I don't know if I could see her every day.
2: I've gotten drop period. in the
3: comments on YouTube. Would you your talk to me on this? There's yeah. no wrong answer. I I'm with you on this, but at the same time, I have my own opinions on it.
2: I also got my period today, so oh, like I'm very no. emotional.
3: Would you taxidermy your dog and want to see it every day, even if you weren't into taxidermy? Would you want to see a dog that's passed away every day, in the real form,
2: yeah. pretty
3: much, or would you just kind of want to have them in an urn or buried or not physically see them?
2: Every day? The, the cool things that I like is like when you do the cremation, you can put them in a tattoo, you can put them, you can make a diamond. Like I would love to make a black Those diamond. Those diamonds are cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But like then she's just just carbon, like there's. Well, Max and Jax's ashes. Maybe like, if Molly goes, we can like get all three ashes together in a diamond. (sighs) Because they were all the OGs together, anyways, right?
2: I'm feeling a little fucking emotional right now.
3: Well, you're in the seance parlor of the haunted estate, so.
2: I am. Um, I think we should jump in and kind of like, let's like talk about some history when it comes to, you know, seances. And I found this like yeah. cute little article. I started reading it. It's definitely came out in the fall. You'll see that. But um, <laughs> okay. let's jump into it. Cool.
1: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take.
0: get started at Angie.com that's A-N-G-I or download the app today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
2: As the evenings get darker, total opposite right now because it's spring, as the evenings get brighter and the first hint of winter, spring, hangs in the air, the Western world enters the season of the dead. It begins with Halloween and continues with All Saints and All Souls Day and runs through bonfire night, the evening when the English burn effigies of historical terrorists and ends with Remembrance Day. And through all of it, Britain's Brit, mediums enjoy one of the busiest times of the year. People who claim to contact the spurious world, spirit world provoke extreme reactions. For some, mediums offer comfort and mystery in a dull world. For others, there's fraudsters of unwriting fakes, exploiting the vulnerable and bereaved. But to a small group of psychologists, the rituals of the seance and the medium are opening up insights into the mind. ...shedding light on the power of suggestion and even questioning the nature of free will. Humanity has been attempting to commune with the dead since ancient times. As far back as Leviticus and the Old Testament, God actively forbade people to seek out mediums. Interest peaked in the 19th century, a time when religion and rationality were clashing like never before. In an area of unprecedented scientific discovery, some churchgoers began to seek evidence on their beliefs... Salvation came to two American sisters, 11-year-old Kate and 14-year-old Margaret Fox, on the 31st of March, 1848. The girls announced they were going to contact the spirit world. To the astonishment of their parents, they got a reply. That night, the Fox sister chatted with a ghost haunting their New York state home. Using a code of one tap for yes and two for no, word spread as soon as the girls were demonstrating their skills to 400 locals in town hall. Within months a new religion had emerged, spiritualism, a mixture of liberal nonconformist values and fireside chats with dead people. Spiritualism attracted some of the great thinkers of the day, including biologist Alfred Russell Wallace and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who spent his latter years promoting spiritualism in between knocking out Sherlock Holmes stories. Even the admission of the Fox sisters in 1888, that they had faked it all, failed to crush the movement. Today, spiritualism thrives with over 350 churches in Britain. That's a lot. The tricks and techniques used by mediums have been exposed many times by people such as James Randi, Darren Brown, and John Dennis, creator of the Bad Psychics website. Last week, they spent 40 minutes with a telephone spiritualist who passed on messages from four dead people. Like all mediums, she was skilled at cold reading, the use of probable guesses, and picking up cues to steer in the right direction. If she hit a dud, she suggested that she was in the presence of a 40-year-old uncle of mine. She quickly widened it out. The 40-year-old became an older person who felt young at heart. Then, someone (laughs) who was more of an uncle figure... She was also skilled in the Barnum effect, where she uses statements that tend to be true for everyone. Among dozens of guesses and misses, there was just one hit, the correct name of a dead relative. Their relation to me was utterly wrong, and so were the details of their health. But the name was right, and even that common name among with the person's generation was a briefly chilling moment. Professor Richard Wiseman, a psychologist and magician, says that his response as a lucky guess is typical. People tend to remember the correct details in a seance, but overlook the statements or events that provide no evidence of paranormal powers. Wiseman's work has also been shown that we are all extremely susceptible to the power of suggestion. With calling Andy Nyman the co-creator of Darren Brown's television Illusions, Wiseman used contemporary descriptions of Victorian seancers to recreate an encounter with spirits, discussed, spirits in a dis- disused prison. Over eight seances involving 152 volunteers, they sat around a table in the dark, holding hands while luminous painted bells, balls, and macras moved before their eyes, surveyed the afterwards, and the fifth of volunteers believed that they had witnessed the paranormal. These things are often very simple, says Wiseman. We had a man creeping around with a stick. We thought that when we read the original accounts of how seances were carried out, they wouldn't fool anyone. We were wrong. A lot of this has to do with framing. Once you think you've had an explanation for an event, you don't have them for any others. Once you think it's a spirit, you're not going to look for any other explanation. During the seance, Nyman, taking the role of the medium, announced that the spirit would raise the table. Soon afterwards, he encouraged the spirit by saying, lift the table higher, and the table is moving now. Two weeks later, a third participant recalled wrongly that the table had moved. Suggestion builds over time. If you ask people immediately after the event, it's not so effective. You don't want to solidify the memory immediately after the event. The trappings of the seance increase its success. Holding hands prevents participants from disrupting the trickery. Darkness increases sensitivity to sound and movement makes people more scared which may, Wiseman says, increase (laughs) the susceptibility. What's the word? I
3: don't know. What word is it?
2: Susceptibility. Susceptibility, There we go. My mouth wasn't working. The seance can be explained by stage magic and human frailty, but what about the phenomenon such as table tipping and Ouija boards? Mm. Table tipping or turning has gone out of fashion, but is easy to replicate with four or more people around a small table, dim lights, and a relaxed atmosphere. The group places hands on the table and wait. After 40 minutes or so, the table should start to move. It soon appears to have a mind of its own, sliding, swaying, even spinning and pinning people to the walls. The reason why household furniture can appear to be possessed was exposed more than 160 years ago by Michael Faraday. And the discovery of the link between magnetism and electricity in 1852. Faraday was fascinated with the new craze of table tipping and whether people or spirits were responsible. So he took bundles of cardboard, roughly the size of a tabletop, and glued them weekly together. Each sheet got progressively smaller from top to bottom, allowing Faraday to mark their original position on the card above with the pencil. Then he placed the cards on the table and asked volunteers to put their hands on the cards and let the spirits move the table to the left. So it's pretty easy. Like, this table itself is on wheels. Like, yeah. And it's wiggly. Like, you could just, like, have hands on here and you'd be like, oh my God.
3: What's going on? It's
2: moving. It's like a Ouija board, right? Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes you're
3: with people that are, like, faking a Ouija well, board. Well, you're all your fingers are on there and you're people like people that are real.
2: You do tiny little movements and you're like, yeah. holy shit. It's
3: So like the more people involved in a Ouija board session, the less you know if it's actually legit.
2: I feel like that article was definitely trying to disprove mediums, but I'm gonna say right now, like yes, there there are a lot out there that just wanna be. But there's people like Valerie or myself, I even think that, that do connect to unbelievable Absolutely. things.
3: It's like anything. You're going to get every type of situation because there's a situation for people to be manipulated and money to be made. You're going to get fake. You're going to get people that are half fake, half real Mm -hmm. because they want it to be exciting. So maybe they're telling people. Something that they are being in tuned with, but then at the same time they're doing a little acting too to get the get the you know the lore up and the fun up. And I, you're gonna yeah. get totally real people too that are just legit straight across the board.
2: I just feel like if you were to put say there's ten mediums in a room, mediums, I'd say two are real. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's from my personal experience. And, and maybe then,
3: four are even real, but two of them are half kind of there. Yeah, th- they
2: could be a better at it. Like for me. I think I finally come to the understanding that I am quite a medium when I let it happen. Like when I was in public, remember when I used to get these feelings of panic attacks, right? I I feel like a panic attack was coming on, but I've learned like, no, this is like literally spirit someone around me, like something. And I'll kind of sit with it for a second and I'll get like some random blurb, which 99. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. 90% of the time is like some random fact. I can be like, I like yellow bathing suits. Like literally <laughs> as dumb as that. But like, that is all it is.
3: Well, and you'll get your dreams too.
2: Oh my gosh, yeah. Right?
3: Where like you'll start dreaming about a person and you don't even know them or you maybe slightly know them but haven't thought or seen them in forever and boom. And you're like, why is this happening? And yeah. then you'll notice a couple days later, oh, that person passed away or they're sick or oh, something that big happened in their life.
2: So this is weird. The other night, I told you about this. I'm not yeah. going to say who, but I thought of this woman that I hadn't seen in a really long time. Right. And I went to her Facebook account and noticed she hadn't posted since like mid-February. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Thought of her again, checked. Still hadn't posted. I'm like, what is going on with this woman? So the other night I get violently ill, like Mm -hmm. beyond ill that I've ever been. I'm like, oh my God, like something's like really wrong. I'm in so much pain. Like I'm so sick. And then the next morning I wake up and I find that that woman, because like after I got sick, three in the morning, check her Facebook again, I find out that she passed away that, that like that day. And that really blew my mind because why would I randomly start thinking about this woman? Haven't thought about her in two years.
3: Well, in the past, too, remember like, what was that one where the woman drove her car off the cliff or into the water or somebody? There was like, a, it was going on forever about this missing person. And you you told me what you thought
2: happened. Oh, so um, it was Skylar Niece. And Skylar Niece had gone missing. And I said that she was in like this tree, swampy type five area. Like it just saw like a lot of brush, a lot of stuff. And I was like, she was like, she had been killed by her friends. Like it was okay. a friend thing. And then it came out that it was her two best friends that killed yeah. her.
3: And so Holly like, Bobo. And I think what's interesting about you and what can sometimes in a medium's early stages show how real they are is you still don't think you are truly one or believe it sometimes. Because
2: like, it feels like just impulsive, like intrusive yes.
3: thoughts. Yes, exactly. For me, it's just
2: intrusive thoughts and it's like, exactly. are these mine?
3: So you have to hone that skill and kind of learn which ones are intrusive and which ones are real and and see like a, an over, unless they've been in it a long time and are 100% sure about their their abilities and they're doing great things, overconfident mediums seem like could be like a red flag, you know what I mean? Like sometimes th- yeah, they start talking about so much and, and they're only getting a couple things. It's like a lot right. of
2: television mediums. Like you see them and when the person's explaining, you can literally see it cooking. And when they're like, yeah. okay, which way to, which direction do I take this in?
3: But like that article is interesting because a lot of that still happens. And you should know, we talked about it with when um, your friends were here and like, In the West right now, a really big thing for people could be mediumship and like spiritual readings, getting mixed with actual psychology. Like like I don't know
2: why they don't put those two together already. Right? Like
3: psychology from the university, and people need to really learn this about this article how they were debunking some stuff. People should get to know it because like you, a a spiritual kind of teller or a medium or something like that can really help you in your life, and you want to be able to know and see which ones are legit and that can actually help you.
2: I just feel like, you know, when it comes to, you know, even the Bible and how Jesus like saw things and like, no matter what culture you look at, Buddhism, all this kind of stuff, it's all about spirituality. And it's like, why is that? Like, obviously dude, we're literally on a piece of rock fucking shooting through the universe and you're going to tell me ghosts aren't real. Right. Like why are these things not together? Why are they not put like, they're so beside each other. Like if you're not spiritually set, like if you're disturbed in your soul, you're disturbed in the mind. Like it's.
3: I feel that same way about religion too. A lot of it is like everybody's arguing which one is the real religion. And in my opinion, they're all real. It was just different timelines in different places in the world of people trying to explain a very similar story.
2: And it's also like how like you're God, I'm God, we're all God, this is God, the earth is God. Like, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, it's it's like we're all trying to interpret it somehow. It's not like this story exists and this one doesn't. It's how your culture interpreted the spiritual realm.
2: Why do you think we're here as a humans?
3: Me personally, what I've or, pieced together? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's like a simulation ground for like, a testing ground and the way you act and the way you go about your life and how much you can love people and how much good you can do versus how much negative you can do is is basically like where you're going to ascend to in the spiritual world next.
2: Is, is it, it's almost like um you come here to get like put on this... This graded system. Yeah, it's a like, testing ground. What's your soul? Are you like, are you a triple A steak? Like, are you a sirloin, or or are you garbage meat? You know what I mean? Like, and I think I we've talked about this before. Is depending how you live your life, is how many different times you're gonna come back here.
3: Yep, and and it's it's so much deeper than that too. There's so much to it. Like personally, I think like you you're sent here to better yourself. Yeah. Like it's not like you're gonna fail if you if you don't do it right this time around you keep getting given this opportunity of the universe giving itself eyes and your soul having a a meat vehicle to be in. And like if you mess it up this time, it's not the end. Like you want to just keep trying to better yourself every moment in this life and if it actually exists, the next one's going forward.
2: I really like, I always swing back to that movie, The Shack. And I feel like that's a way that really helped me Find some peace with death, and find peace with the way that I've been treated by others, and the way that people have like I've treated people, yep. um, and and how they kind of you know put a face to God, and God is different people, and God is uh, like who you are, because I don't know what I sup- like subscribe to when it comes to actual like you know God and Jesus and the Bible. Yeah, like, I, don't I don't like know to put labels people, on it. I don't go to church, but when I think of God, I think of the Golden Rule, that I want to treat everybody as I want to be treated. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like the golden rule is how I live and I am, I'm kind and I help people where I try to help people. And that's the one thing that I feel like you and I, now that we can help people, we really try to.
3: Yep, absolutely. But
2: then you also run into the people where you're like, I'm not going to help them because it's not going to mean anything to them. It's not going to change them. They're just going to take it and be like, okay, great. Give me more type of thing.
3: Yeah. You Um, got to be able to see that kind of stuff and they need help too, but it's in a different way.
2: Yeah. And when it came to the shack, like, the way that it showed how people treated each other and, you know, how karma takes an effect on us, be it in this life or the next, I, I just believe in that all. And I think yeah. I need to watch that movie again. Right. Once a year it's I a have to watch to that movie. Yeah. But like, it,
3: take, it's kind of gets religious a little yeah, bit. But yeah. like, again, the main message. my opinion, when everybody's watching or like trying to gain knowledge from these religious things, a lot of bad things happened then a lot of bad views came out of it and those people necessarily like you can look past it and try and just see what's happening in the story that is good and take the good from it there's a lot of bullshit that came out of christianity and they have a lot of stupid beliefs still this to this day right yeah Uh, but like that's not to say that maybe jesus wasn't on a right path or something and then they've just kind of made it Terrible going feel, forward, and yeah. some of the stuff they wrote.
2: I feel like the Bible was created as this thing to say yes is a true story, and we want to help you know keep everybody from having too much free will and keep us in order and keep you know people. Yeah, from the going Bible wacky. and
3: Jesus are kind of weird. It's kind of separate because Jesus wasn't a Christian.
2: No, Christianity
3: Jewish? Christianity, I think so. I'm not I, sure. I read
2: it like Christianity Bible was been developed a long time. around
3: Jesus. Jesus isn't a Christian. Christianity is. Jesus Christ. But like Jesus had this like missing section of his life where like they think or say, or some people say he was like in the Middle East, like practicing Buddhism and stuff like that. Yeah. And like it's just like listen to all the stories. Dude, you start getting so deep. And then you start
2: learning about the burning bush. You're like, okay, hallucinogenics. Like, (laughs) this is all making sense. All I know is I've done mushrooms like a couple times in my life. And every time that I have done it, I'm like,
3: I get it. (laughs) <laughs> I know it's so weird. I get it. You get, you oh. get it, but you don't at the same time. Do yeah. you find that? But it gives you, you ignorance. Get that, yeah, like
2: a content ignorance. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: it's it's weird. It's weird how everything melts together when you're in that state, and everything just seems like it's all one energy.
2: It's 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 weird, and it's weird that you know we take things so seriously. When at the end of the day, we're little specks of dust floating on a box, yeah. on a little rock through the universe.
3: Yeah. And I don't think either way is wrong. Like to take it serious is great and to do amazing things is awesome. Yeah. But you have to sit back and just kind of bask in the joy once in a while. And I find relax, myself getting right?
2: caught up in the little things that really don't fucking matter. Yeah. And then I'm like, bitch,
3: <laughs> calm it down. Bitch,
2: chill. Everything <laughs> is fine. <laughs> but no. Yeah. No, that's that's crazy. so. We have a horror movie coming up that you think I'm going to be excited about, eh?
3: Yeah, there, well, Michael Bay just uh, started getting the um, what is it here? The Platinum Dunes Studio at Universal's reviving itself, uh-huh. and uh, Deadline reports that one of the new movies we will be getting from the revived uh, studio is a supernatural horror film, Lure. What
2: with, is it about? Corn
3: uh, Hardy, the Nun, directing, the guy oh. that directed the Nun. Dude, and uh, wow. Halloween ends. Um, Chris Bernier is writing the screenplay.
2: Dude. uh. So
3: it's... um, Oh, I think I'm missing a page.
2: But anyways, (laughs) I'll start right here. Is it this one? There's like a random page here.
3: Nope. Oh. That's different. But um, so the... uh, Okay, here it is. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't heard of the King's Tavern before this announcement, but Wikipedia informs the place is one of the oldest buildings in Natchez, I believe. Natchez, Mississippi. As it was the first built in 1769, it's also considered to be the most haunted restaurant in Mississippi, which makes me wonder just how many haunted restaurants there are in Mississippi. So the building is believed to be haunted by several ghosts, including Madeline, the mistress of one of the tavern's original owners. Although many believe Madeline was murdered by the wife of her lover, no one is sure what happened to her. In the 1930s, when the skeletal remains of three bodies, two men and one woman, which was assumed to be Madeline, hidden in the wall behind the fireplace. A jeweled dagger was also found with the remains, which was assumed to be the murder weapon.
2: Sacrificial aside,
3: from super, uh, aside from supernatural happenings believed to be caused by Madeline, employees have reported hearing a baby crying, seeing mysterious reflections appear in mirrors, and an unoccupied bed giving off warmth as if someone was sleeping in it. So uh, it sounds like a fine setting for a horror movie.
2: No, that sounds really good. And it's cool hearing about like screenplays being written because that's something I'm trying to do right now because can't talk about it, but some things yeah, might be in the that's works. that's super fun and interesting. Super fun and interesting things that we can't talk about yet.
3: Platinum Dunes uh, were included in the remakes and reboots of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. the Amityville Horror. Oh! The Hitcher, Friday the 13th, Nightmare <laughs> <Nate> on <Miller and laughs> Elm Street. So this was like a big horror studio. They must not have been doing things for a while.
2: Are you like trying to get me running over here? Because like I'm going to tell you right, right? now. things Super are gonna Super exciting.
3: Super exciting. Well,
2: I think today Has we had. Has there
3: been any good horror movies you've seen lately that have
2: came out? Um, Not horror movies, but you know, like horror books like my Scream. book. Scream. We once saw Scream. There's me trying to transition to my book, and now we're talking about Scream. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hear Scream that part. Scream six was great. It was way better than Scream five. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. Jenna Ortega, anytime. I thought it was a good movie,
3: though. I thought yeah. they did it well. I
2: yeah. want to see Jenna Ortega play a vampire in my book. Hey. That'd be so cool. Your book, Hollow. Yeah, I think she'd be the perfect Mia.
3: Yes. Can you imagine you a perfect Mia? You gave your book to a couple of your friends.
2: I did. And they read it.
3: And then, yeah, there aren't readers.
2: <laughs> no one in my family has read my book, but they both got like 40, 50 pages in and they were like, this is really good. They're and I was hooked. like, yes. And the
3: one doesn't read. And he's like, yeah, I'm like into this. I'm going to keep reading.
2: It. Yeah. And Chris, and they were like, this is amazing. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you. Cause yeah. like, it's weird. I do all these things on, online, but I just want to be taken serious as a writer. Cause like, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you haven't read my book, the way that I talk <laughs> the way that I act. Very different from the way that I write, <laughs> and I've had people read my book and be like, "Nah, I don't fucking believe that you made that."
3: <laughs> you <laughs> well, you too have silly. listened to, read, mm-hmm. listened to, and read so many books. Yep, you are a horror movie person. You've watched so many horror movies, so many shows. Yep, you're like. Into the culture, and you're an amazing storyteller because of that, and just basically your mind to begin with.
2: I, you, sweet angel, thank you. So like Um. this
3: shit you come up with is is awesome. My
2: Audible library has over one thousand books in it, and that's probably like eighty percent horror.
3: And I think one of the things that like maybe made you so good too is like you you're not you're easy to drop something if you're not enjoying it. And if it's not keeping you hooked and you're not like into it. I write like someone who has ADHD. Like I've tried
2: to do big books. Yeah, that's it. But I would rather just get it out there so you can like enjoy it and leave it wanting more. Like I don't want to drag it on.
3: No, yeah. Like it's excitement. Things are happening. Yeah. It gets interesting.
2: Every chapter, like there's no dead chapters explaining their mom's haircut. You know what I mean? Like we're going to get in there. I'm not going to over describe everything and you're going to enjoy it. So. If you guys want to check out Hollow,
3: some people like the word describing, but like I'm into that. Like I just wanna I mean we're all getting so used to short form content, shows and movies and stuff that sometimes you wanna have a read that's similar to that too. And I think you really take that on.
2: And Hollow, you know, eventually it will be out on Audible, but you can get it on Amazon. Just check any link anywhere in any bio that I have. And also don't forget, you're the shit. You wanna write like wipe Taco Tuesday on your eyes? Because <laughs> you can wipe Taco Tuesday on your eyes.
3: I will out myself. I haven't read Anything Your I've Wit. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I haven't read the Witch book yet, and I've only read Parts of Hollow when I was checking it. But Blackwood Falls is my
2: least popular. Let's yeah, not even talk but about Blackwood Falls. Clandestine
3: House I've read and the um, home reader I've read. And What's your favorite? I think Clandestine House is an amazing book.
2: Clandestine House would make Super the best movie. Super fun
3: and interesting and it would. You basically wrote it so that you could transition it's it to It's a that,
2: novella right? so it has a lot of bendability but I would, if I could yeah. write a screenplay for anything, it's Clandestine.
3: You could do a second one of those too. It'd be a banger.
2: Do do like a prequel.
3: Yeah, or a prequel would be cool. Mm. Prequels are fun. I think sometimes, well, did you leave that one so it could go into a next story? Yep. Yeah. Sometimes those are more fun. Maybe yeah. the prequel would be the third. What do you think? I like it that way.
2: I like that. Because yeah. there's all the people in the mirrors. Mirrors. I have clandestine. I have tattooed on them. Yeah, me. I
3: can't ruin it for people, so I can't tell them the funnest and best part about that. Funnest. The most fun.
2: Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. It was a juicy time to see you. Sorry, it's not a super long one today, but I'm going to be honest. Adam has a little bit of food poisoning. and I got my period and I want to cry. So I love you so much. And I can't <laughs> wait to see you next week. Keep existing. And on that
3: note, we're out. Bye, guys. Cheers.